Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and today we're going to be talking about stoic practices to add a little calm to your life. A little calm? Why do we need calm? Well, we could all use a little more calm. It's true, we've all... Been through a lot, and we can all use some calm. Yeah, it's chaotic time. So I wanted to do a podcast on stoicism because it's something that has interested me. So I was happy to do a little bit of research on it, and we're going to do a two-parter because there is so much to cover in this. What is stoicism? (laughs) Well, we're going to get into that, Jeff, but don't jump ahead. Okay. I I thought that the meaning of what stoicism would be would be like, you know, a good way to start a podcast on stoicism okay well let's just jump to the definition then okay this is me not being stoic we we really did a non-stoic activity earlier this evening when all of a sudden it occurred to me late on a sunday that tomorrow's valentine's day and we didn't have any valentine's done up for our son to take to school so that put me into full-on panic mode of what were we going to do if we had to run to the store Luckily, my hoarding of little bits and pieces of extra Valentines over the years served us well because we had a little... We Frankensteined we fr- did. Valentine's Day. We did, and we uh, it was a hodgepodge, but we got it. We pulled it out. We pulled we it together. We got little Valentines in huge envelopes. We got envelopes that are huge and with nothing in them. So hopefully the kids get a Valentine this year because we kind of rushed through it. It was a non... I'm usually so much more prepared, but I don't know. There's just been so much happening in our life lately that I think, uh, you know, it just... We were busy planning birthday Mm -hmm. parties and things. And then all of a sudden I'm like, tomorrow's the 14th and there we go. So, uh, Jeff, don't be expecting a Valentine. <laughs> no, I know Amy and I, we already had the conversation. This is when you know you've been married a while, I think, when we're like, we're not getting each other anything, right, for Valentine's Day. And we're like, we're both like, no. No, no not well, at all. we never really did. We always did a nice dinner out or, just, yeah. you know, did created a memory rather than just bought a thing. So yeah. that's sort of the way we roll. So back to stoicism. We're going to get now into a calm mindset after that Valentine's Day chaos. Breathing. I'm sure that that's going to come up, stoicism. (laughs) Stoicism. So the definition of stoic is actually, uh, you know, when we think about stoic, we often talk about a person who just accepts what happens to them. They don't complain. They don't show emotion. So that's the idea of, of somebody who is stoic. But stoicism is a philosophy of life. It's about maximizing positive emotions, reducing negative emotions, and it really just helps people hone their character, the virtues of their character. That's very interesting. It is. And it provides a a framework for living well, which is sort of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about different practices to help you remember what's truly important and maybe just give you a few practical strategies to get more out of life in terms of uh, focusing on what's really valuable. So there you go, Jeff. Always a good thing to do is focus on what's valuable in your life and try to make your life better. That's right. And I'm trying to be as stoic as possible during this podcast. Yeah, you, you have a very stoic face, which doesn't come across on audio, but I fully appreciate it. So yeah, it's the way. Thank you for that. Thank you would, for really you getting into that the I am someone stoic. I, I think so. I think you're relatively stoic. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, I think so. You're a pretty calm person. You're pretty yeah. laid back. You know, you don't, things don't usually phase you. Traffic phases you. Traffic? In which way? You get a little road ragey at times. Yeah. Um, one thing I love about Stoicism, it, it was actually deliberately created to be understandable, actionable, and useful. And I love something like that. It's not just something we talk about, but it's, it is something that you can put together, put to practice in your daily life to make a better life. So when it comes to Stoicism and philosophy, which uh, philosopher was responsible for like discovering stoicism did you was it aristotle or well there's several philosophers that are attributed to the school of stoicism but i believe it was zeno Zeno? zeno who was the first uh for stoicism and then of course marcus aurelius uh seneca you know, there's been several philosophers that have carried the school of stoicism through the years. And, and I imagine and, they wrote like a treatise or a book about it kind of thing, you know, about stoicism. It'd be I, interesting to read that. That's all I'm saying. You know, if you're interested in learning more about the origins of stoicism. And cool for the next that. part two was actually to allow Jeff some time to read that book. And then yeah. he could come back with the details <laughs> of it. So I've already read them, baby. I've already read them. <laughs> Now I'm going to jump back to the quote, because usually I start with the quote, but we didn't this time. We went straight to the definition. Right. But the quote is, and this is one we actually heard on Million Dollar Listing New York. Oh, yes, Mr. Guy that you're uh, obsessed with. What's his name? Ryan. Sirhant. Ryan, Ryan Sir- Sirhant. Yeah, you're a big fan of him. I am. I am. He's impressive. I, I really appreciate his work ethic. And, and he's not, quote, Hard to look at. <laughs> He's also I remember not hard that to look one. At. <laughs> yeah, well, it's you a know. great show. Yes. Well, I don't know about great. Uh, if you like watching crazy New York real estate people run around making deals and well, I love just bit. seeing inside some of the most That's... beautiful apartments in New York. I think just seeing inside those buildings. I mean, we walk the streets in New York and you see the facades, yeah. but to see how people are living, the you know, in yeah. luxury, it's uh, it's I pretty love New cool. York. So this quote is from that show, and uh, I think it was actually Ryan Serhant that said it. Of course, it was. <laughs> you read his book. I did. Well, no, I didn't yet, You're but it's on to. my list. Yeah. The quote is: "Confident is silent." insecurities are loud yes i remember that he said that his mentor told him that a long time ago when he was studying to be a real estate agent if i remember correctly and it's you know the idea behind that is that a lot of times when people are insecure they'll keep talking you know Mm -hmm. it's almost as though they're defensive or perhaps even trying to convince themselves of an argument or yeah just needing external validation and people who you know, are confident, have strength of character, that speaks for them, you know, it speaks for the itself and yeah, they know it their own value. So they don't feel the need to just fill the empty space with words. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So I like that quote, confidence is silent, insecurities are loud. Yeah. And you know what else is loud? MacGruber. <laughs> MacGruber. Just, Wait, how's it go? MacGruber. Something like that. That was truly awesome. Thank you. We kept seeing this advertisement. I don't... Is it Amazon Prime? It's on Amazon Prime, I think. So we must have been watching some show on Amazon Prime, and it kept showing the ad for MacGruber, so we decided finally we're going to check it out, and it is very interesting. Lorne Michaels is who... You laughed your butt off. I did, but it's... You loved it. It's embarrassing that I... That we even watched it. Yeah, it's... (laughs) 
It's a it's if a show. Watched it, there's a movie I think mean. before the show, but there's like I mean it's still ongoing. I, I think guess. it is still airing. We've only watched a few episodes, so no spoilers. But uh, yeah, if I don't, I was going to say if it's, you like the same taste of recommendations yeah. that Jeff and I did uh, on previous episodes, then no, this is like unlike any other recommendation. Don't watch we've it with given. kids. I'll tell you that. Oh, much. definitely don't. We act. We looked at it. I said, "Well, maybe we should start it." Well, you know, before Hux goes to sleep, and we'll just check it out. And then, I think it was like two seconds in, he happened to be in the other room, and I'm like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to talk about one more show before we move on. And wow! Just because Jeff this... really made me laugh the other night, we were watching um, Island Hunters. <laughs> oh, Island Hunters! Yeah, <laughs> we were in so. I've talked about this on previous episodes where Jeff has an obsession with watching shows and looking to see if coffee cups are empty. Oh, yeah. And they almost always are, and you can tell. So watch for that when you're watching shows. But he also feels the need to watch for mosquitoes. Whenever so do you. I, I do, too. We I do, pick up on this right. stuff. Whenever we watch House Hunters International or anything that's set in a tropical place, we're both on the lookout to see if mosquitoes are captured. Yeah. on camera and then we're like oh see that place looks beautiful but they have mosquito nets all over their beds yeah <laughs> yeah it's true but like you know you see these people in these tropical places and stuff along the beach and you're like your first thought is there's got to be like a crap load of mosquitoes there and then the, as soon as you say that or as soon as you have that thought in your mind you're watching you're watching for those mosquitoes you were so satisfied when you're like see he just swatted one off his ear he just swatted one off his ear and then they didn't get that property and neither would we that's true that's true and halfway through the show you said i'd never buy an island they're sketchy yeah that's right man do you remember that island that someone was going to buy and it literally looked like like a sand bar or whatever i know uh, like a a big wave would just wipe wipe out a house if they built on it complete clean slate i agree completely sketchy i mean it doesn't have good access it's there's so many things about an island so that's the reason jeff and i aren't buying islands it's just because they're you know they weren't that expensive though only a mill i know or more i know it was well i don't know what an island is going for these days but i thought they seemed pretty inexpensive yeah that's a yeah (laughs) so that's my aside on the shows that we've been watching I'm going to move straight into the first practice around being uh, stoic. And I'm going to say I pulled a lot of this content from the Daily Stoic and also uh, another website called Develop Good Habits. So they had some great articles, and I just wanted to give that credit out there. What was it called? Just so that if someone had to grab a pen and they had to write it down. (laughs) Like those old commercials where they would be like, just call 1-800-66-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-5-
can give us a sense of, you know, power, a sense of control, that idea of internal locus of control. So Stoics recognize this as an undeniable truth, and they focus instead on what they could do in a situation instead of what they couldn't control. So, so they're optimists. Well, not necessarily. Okay. I think it's just, you know, it's a mindset of looking at what what is your reaction? What can you do in any, in any particular situation? So they were neither like, optimists or pessimists. Well, stay tuned for episode two after you read that book, Jeff, and you can let us know. Glass half full, glass <laughs> half empty. doesn't matter with stoicism. There's a t-shirt for you. Did you research that? No. We're going to move through these practices and then we'll both have a better idea of what stoicism is. That's right. <laughs> Except for this person. So, you know, don't let the little things in life get the best of you. Focus on what you can control and let the other things fall away. It's uh, when we internalize things that, you know, that's what causes the stress and unhappiness. That's kind of all we do as human beings, though, is internalize our world. We take everything that's happening and put it in our brains and then decide on how to act, right? Well, internalize on what you can control, mm -hmm. but don't... But nobody does that, though. I'm not trying to be the devil's advocate, but no one... No one uh, I know. do. No, you don't. I do. I read through these stoic practices, and a lot of them apply to me. Really? Absolutely. You, you don't try to control things that you can't control? <laughs> is that what you're well, saying? Well, I'm not saying they, I'm not saying they 100 uh, all the time apply to me, but there are times when I encounter a situation and I accept what I can't control, and then figure out how I will deal with the things that are within yeah. my realm of control. <laughs> right, but it seems I use like, that word control a lot in that sentence, so maybe that one isn't the best it one seems to describe like me. People, it's like, an internal locus of control, Jeff. Right. Okay. okay. That's what it is. Internal. All right. Okay. Let's move on to the next one, which is to be kind. Yeah. Be kind. Because Stoics saw your ability to show kindness as an opportunity. It was a chance to make, you know, someone's day. Being kind can really show strength. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of times people will mistake kindness for weakness. And I, I truly do not believe in that. I feel that kindness actually shows a lot of strength and vulnerability. And uh, it's an important trait to have in life. Yeah. I agree. Kindness is the way to go. Sometimes people lose it, though, and, and and forget all about being kind. And sometimes it's warranted, and sometimes it's not. I mean, is there always, in every single instance of life, is it just okay just to be kind all the time? Are you going to argue with every point, yeah, every practice? I, I like to be <laughs> the uh, I like to be the devil's advocate with this. This is this is how debate happens. All right, well, get your pitchfork out because here we go. We're moving on to number three. Number of, three already. Number three already. And I it's, will find something about this one too. It's to Let's guard go. your time. To guard your time. Yes, I'm going to quote Seneca on this one. We're tight-fisted with property and money, yet think too little of wasting time. The one thing about which we should all be the toughest of misers. It's very true. And not to go back to this guy, Ryan Serhant, but we watched a few little YouTube videos of his that you wanted to watch. And you he, enjoyed them too. You were I enjoyed them after I watched them. I didn't know what I was getting into. But he, he, he manages his time very interestingly. Like he is very, uh, 
what is it, like militant actually with his time. He gets up at like 4 a.m. and goes to the gym right away because he wants to get the hardest thing of the day done with. Yes. And that makes sense to me. Well, and I... I don't do it, and I'll never do it, but <laughs> no, that's, I shouldn't say I never do You know, that's a common trait of a lot of successful people. I'm addicted to personal development books, and one of the things that I see as a common thread is that those individuals who are truly successful in life often have early mornings. They they get up before everybody else, and I personally love early morning time. I think it's a magical time. It's before the rest of the day sort of encroaches and sets in. And it's also my favorite time, you know, to work out. It's, I think once the day goes on and you just, it wears on you a little bit, it's hard to find the energy to do those things. So I I like the idea of getting the hard, hardest things out of the way first thing in the morning. It makes sense, doesn't it? And just, and just to like, I mean, uh, have you ever, you know, when you, when you weren't working, let's just say if you're a teenager, or whatever have you ever blocked out things in your day where you're like okay to, for this hour i'm gonna i'm gonna draw i'm gonna just draw a picture in this hour i'm when going i was to, a teenager yeah no or anything like that you know like even in your early 20s like when you weren't really super tied down to a job is what i'm trying to say well i would say in university i mm-hmm. i definitely blocked out time because yeah. you're studying and writing papers I like routine, and Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, the ongoing pandemic has taken away their routine, and that causes a great source of stress. Yeah. And it can be stressful for children as well. Children, you know, thrive on structure and routine, and it's important to to maintain that. You need to to leave a little bit of room in your life, I think, for improvisation, you know? You can't all be blocked off, like, for time time wise you know oh i agree with that and uh, but some people some of the most successful people it feels like to me they don't really have an improvisational moment in their in their day where they're just like i don't know painting a picture or hanging out with friends or something like that they're always like work 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 Uh, well i mean i i I disagree i think that there's times i hope so i mean people are successful because they take advantage of opportunities that arise and i think that those come up at different points in in your life or in your day and then you schedule time to take advantage of the opportunities a lot of it i find a lot of it gets stripped down though because you know for example mark zuckerberg or whomever like they they know what they're going to wear every single day right you know like they they wear the same things pretty much every day so they don't have to worry about like what it is that they're going to wear to me that's an improvisational moment for life in life you know what am i going to wear i don't know is it going to be clean well, is it going to be dirty i don't know but for me it causes it's all about decision fatigue <laughs> right you do have a fixed amount yeah. of decisions that you can make in the day and yeah. if you are choosing i mean even barack obama talked about the idea that he had the same suit he would wear each morning and it wasn't something that he chose for himself it was just one less decision he had to make at the time when he was president of the united states so i i really do believe in that that decision fatigue can be a thing i remember when i used to work in a the event industry and i would come back uh, we did events across the country i would come back from traveling and after working at a show i would be just full-on i would say like how you doing hon and you're like i can't make a decision right now i don't even know you'd be like what do you want for supper i'm like like, i don't know you have to decide i've made it i've decided out here all the decisions have been made yeah (laughs) um back to the whole idea of guarding your time and stoics really understood that time is our greatest asset so unlike material possessions once time is lost you can never get it back 
And I think it's something that we need to remember that. There's no getting it back. And don't allow other people and other obligations to impose on our time too easily. You know, if before we make a commitment, really think about, you know, what does that entail? Is it something we really want to spend our time on? Time is of the essence. So we don't have a lot of it. Use it wisely. Absolutely. I agree. You got to use it wisely. And you know what? I thought something I can do a little bit better like at, like I can be a little bit better at, at using my time a little more wisely. All right. Well, hopefully as our listeners are listening. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they're <laughs> as, listening. As listeners often do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're aptly named. Uh, hopefully that there are a few of these practices that you can take away and put to use in your daily life. I mentioned on the outset of the episode that Stoics really believe in a philosophy that is not only something that we talk about and think about, but something we put into practice. So when you hear some of these practices put them into practice in your own life and see if it does add a little bit of calm so the next one is number four and it's to be an eternal student ah eternal always be learning no matter what never take a day off from learning and we have to actively make time for it so that previous practice sort of comes into play is to guard some time for learning and i mean that's what we're here for we want to seek wisdom and that's how we improve ourselves how we get better how we learn to be better parents, partners, friends. Stretch those brain muscles. And today it's easier to do that more so than at any other time in history, really. Information is at our fingertips. We have Wordle now, and that's going <laughs> to... Oh, let's talk about Wordle, <laughs> shall we? St- stretch our brain muscles. Yeah, Wordle's great. One thing I love about our podcast is it acts as a little bit of a time capsule. So it's depending fun. on when someone's listening to this episode, they may Wordle may mean nothing to them could be a thing of the past by then but it is a daily word puzzle that has come out and you can only do one a day but it has I think it's been around for a while but just recently it's gathered steam and so you see people who essentially are posting to Facebook Instagram Twitter with how well they did and just sort of showing how many moves it took them to guess a word and I more recently became addicted to nerdle which is math I introduced you to that one I do believe you did I never play it but I knew you would like it. I know there's been a lot of, I guess, uh, and my different iterations of, of Wordle and one around geography. Yeah, Wordle. That's the best name ever. And it's a really fun one as it's well. And easy to say. Yeah, Wordle. Actually, I'm going to play that after this podcast. Oh, all right. There you go. So really, there's no reason to not learn in today's no. world. And, you know, the internet, of course, we have to be careful with what we're consuming in terms of information and make sure it comes from a reliable source. But another great resource in terms of learning are books. You know, oh, yeah. you can read and learn not only from people in, you know, in a contemporary fashion, but also you can read the thoughts of people from days of your Days of yore. I don't feel I get to use that phrase enough in my daily world, so I felt I needed to incorporate it into this podcast episode. (laughs) But no, I mean, historically, there's a lot of wisdom that has been captured in books, and we can certainly pick up that wisdom and implement it in our lives today. So we can learn from the smartest people who've ever lived. That's right. We could learn whatever we want, especially with the internet at our fingertips. That's right. I can't believe it's still around, that internet friend of mine always the says world that. wide web yeah the world wide web www it's funny how we just drop that off a of website addresses now we just say the website you don't even need to type it in that's right i know somebody invented www and now they're just you know shedding a tear because mm-hmm. it's gone by the wayside 
Number five is don't outsource your happiness. Don't outsource your happiness. Much of what we do, it, it comes from a primal need to be accepted by others. And I again, I've talked about this in other episodes, but really it was a means of survival mm-hmm. in early days of humans where you needed to be part of a tribe in order to survive. So the idea of sort of staying in a pack meant you were more likely to be protected and from whether it was wildlife or having a stable food source. So there were safety in numbers. And in order to stay part of that tribe, you needed to be liked and accepted. So I think that carries uh, with many people today. It's it's ingrained in us to be accepted. And because of that, you know, when we do receive disapproval, it can cause great unhappiness. And, you know, we need to really not give other people that level of control over us that, you know, our happiness should not be dependent on what other people think of us. Yeah, I agree. Uh, just be you and don't worry about what people think. I know. Well, what it does is it it causes people to spend money on things that they don't really need, you Mm -hmm. know, because they feel that that status is something that will make them more accepted or uh, trying to impress people they feel becomes an important thing. They may even choose a career or lifestyle that is all about impressing the people around them or the people who are scrolling through their social media feed. So it's important to live life uh, on your own terms. Do what makes you happy and don't outsource it to others. That's a great, great one. I like that one. All right. I think we have time for one more in this episode, and it's to stay focused when you're confronted with distractions. Okay. The cat's meowing, and I'm still doing the podcast. You're still paying attention. Modern day capitalism has given us a lot of options. So whether we're talking about what we're going to eat in a restaurant, where we're going to travel on our next trip, what movie we're going to watch, there are so many options that are out there for us. And what that does is it causes a lot of indecisions. We become paralyzed by it. And it's often known as the paradox of choice. So our brains really haven't been able to keep up with, <laughs> with all the options that we have. And we can be easily overwhelmed when we get all of this information coming at us, which just makes it difficult to decide on something. And we end up just remaining status quo. So I, I, I yep. think about this when I, whenever I go to purchase anything, I read so many reviews and do so much research. And a lot of times I don't end up purchasing anything at all because I because just can't come to Because you're addicted to researching things. I know. And then I can't make a decision on what the best option is. So I decide not to buy anything at all. But I'll tell you something, man, like your research has really benefited you in the past and us. I, like when we went on uh, trips and you do re- research on the best places to go. We we literally went to some of the best places because you did the research. Thanks. So, I'm yeah. glad you appreciate it. Oh yeah, I, I <laughs> we've had I, some pretty awesome vacations. It's not how work. my brain works. But. Well, we complement one another. Mm-hmm. You bring the calm. I bring the research and planning. So I and think the chaos. <laughs> and the cha- I bring the chaos. <laughs> Just joke. You're you're my calm. Yeah. And I'm the chaos. I'm the stoic one. So maybe you are the stoic one in a relationship. I, I don't know. Yeah. I have my days where I'm not stoic. But anyway, go ahead. So once again, this practice was to stay focused when confronted with distractions. <laughs> um, so What's you know, that new season of that show again? What's that? There's that show you told stop, me about. Stop, stop. Stoics something? really emphasize the need for purposeful action. So, you know, focus on your path. Uh, live your life intentionally. And I'm going to cut off this episode there but we need to finish up with a random tip i have a random tip oh you I'm do prepared. i prepared i'm not gonna i take this seriously honey all right let's I take these random tips okay so 
you walk in from the kitchen, right? And you got a glass of water and you're just walking and you stub your toe and boom, there goes the glass all over the wood floor. You got glass everywhere, big pieces, little pieces, tiny, 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 minuscule pieces. Tell so me more about do? the size of these pe- glasses of. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Okay, so you got these tiny pieces of glass, big pieces of glass. You're like, oh no. So you sweep up what you can, but there's always those little tiny critters that you can't get, right? Yes. So what do you do? That you find six months later with your bare foot. No, instead of doing that, you, what you do is you go to the kitchen, you open up a package of bread, take out a piece of bread. Put it under water a little bit, make it kind of moist, walk around and dab it all over the floor where you think the glass is and the glass will stick to the bread. And then you put the bread in the toaster and you You have some glass sandwich. That's right. (laughs) Glass sandwich. Well, that's very creative. Yeah. Now, you know what my mother always used to do? She used to wet a piece of paper towel and wipe that over the floor, which I guess is quite similar to a damp piece of bread. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not wasting bread either, so... You just know. paper towel. Anyway, that's my that's my random tip. So if you break something and there's little pieces of glass, moisten up a piece of bread. I'm going to add on to your random tip. And if you use paper towel or bread, don't put it in your compost afterward because somebody might use that compost and then they have glass in it. That's right. Very Even good. the little bits of glass. Put you it in the garbage. You never know where that's going to end up eventually. So yeah. that brings us to the end of part one on stoicism. Stay tuned for part two of stoicism. Thanks. Coming to you soon. From a podcast near you. (laughs) Yeah, from the InfoQuench podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And why not leave a review? You can also follow InfoQuench on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till Till next time. time.